All right, y'all, we're back here. Uh, really felt a stirring from the Lord on that last episode, so wanted to continue, try to pick up where we left off and cover uh, some new ground. Uh, if you didn't catch the passage uh, from Proverbs 29, I want to hit it again, just read it to you. We want to continue discussing the fear of man here on the Bible Revival podcast with Paul and Taylor Johnson. This is Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Taylor, what's stirring on your heart? Yeah, at the end of the last episode, we were just talking about, um, you know, we can't make decisions based off of what people think. A hundred percent. That is true. Also, we can't live on an island on our own and never consider what godly counsel says to us. Uh So there is a balance that we have to strike and we have to learn what does it look like to fear God and not fear man, but also value the people that the Lord has placed in our life to help us in this journey. Um, And like there's, you have to be submitted to some type of authority in your life and be humble enough to believe and deeply know that I can miss it. (laughs) I am not uh, like perfect in hearing the voice of God and exactly what he has for my life. Um, But with that, just wanted to give some more context because Paul was praying at the end of the last episode about feeling like maybe there were some people who had a lot of voices and were confused because they weren't really able to hear the voice of God. And this is something that through pastoring and shepherding the past several years, we have seen so many people that get so confused because they get counsel from 40 different people. And first of all, that's just confusing. (laughs) But also a lot of times they're getting counsel from people who they don't want their life to look like theirs. True. So something we've started saying to people is look at the fruit of their lives. Do you want the fruit of their lives? If you don't want the fruit of someone's life, that is not who you should be taking counsel from, you know, and that really should probably help narrow down mm-hmm. who you're getting advice and wisdom from. So, you know, you're going to ha- get people give unsolicited advice all the time. Yeah. Which is a character flaw. But everyone, it no. still happens. <laughs> now you're going to make people mad. <laughs> Here's my two cents. It's not godly. Why? Because you're inserting yourself and you're, you know, it's like if people invite you in and mm-hmm. they, you know, and, and again, I think when you have a child in the home, yes. I mean, it's your responsibility to train them and raise them. That's not what we're saying. But people that run around and try to criticize everybody mm-hmm. and tell people, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind and all that, it's just, it's not God. So I think that there's almost like a perversion of you know the the proverb that wisdom is found in the presence of many counselors Mm -hmm. um and and we miss the fact that the counselors have to be wise counselors and that people can actually counsel you straight from the pit of hell Mm -hmm. and people can try to dissuade you and turn you from doing god's will Mm -hmm. and so like taylor's saying examining the fruit of people's lives. But guys, this is people pleasing in a nutshell is that you care about what people think, but you don't even really like value them as yes. people or leaders. Yes. It's like, why do you care so much about 
people's opinions that you don't even respect. Yes. Like it, 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 this is, I'm telling you, I like feel sad in my heart about all the people that really struggle with this. And this is not a weakness of mine. I have many others, but perhaps I can, I can help put a backbone in some of you that like you, you need to get delivered from thinking this way, feeling this way, living this way. Cause it's just going to suck the joy and the fun out of life. Mm-hmm. It's actually what it's going to do is it's going to make you second guess yourself. It's going to make you second guess God. It's it's going to turn and and I think, you know, even like the way that the enemy uh, accuses God and wants to say to Eve, you know, well, did God really say? It's like, if you start listening to the opinions of people, you will go into the tailspin of, well, did God really say? Because all the noise and all the voices and all the, you know, so I think submitting ourselves and our lives to people who have a devoted walk, a submitted mm-hmm. walk with God, have character and have a, an anointing and, and there's relationship there that causes the, the grace that they carry and the wisdom they possess to flow down into your lives. I mean, I know that um, I have personally benefited tremendously from being fathered, uh, having brothers, having people who have um, questioned me not in an accusatory way, but in a loving way mm-hmm. of, you know, maybe you haven't considered this. I mean, we all have blind spots. We all yes. have areas we need to grow. But we're talking about pleasing people and, and listening to people that you, you actually don't respect them. You don't want the fruit of their life, like like Taylor's saying. Like, mm-hmm. you, you've got to guard your heart for um, just being like a lost puppy Mm -hmm. and looking for somebody to tell you what to do. Like get a conviction, hear God and do it. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you have like fathers and brothers and people in your life that will tell you the truth. I think something that's very important there is that, you know, most mature people are not going to give you unsolicited advice. So what that looks like is in humility, you give people permission. Correct to give you advice. So it doesn't mean I, you know, am going to the leadership in my life at every turn and every deci- every little tiny thing. I'm like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? There's just a standing, hey, if you see something in my life that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed, you have the freedom to do that. So understanding that, you know, when you, if you go to someone and you're like, hey, here's what I'm planning to do. And they're like, Okay. Okay. That's not them saying like I agree with that or I think that God's in that or I have a, you know I approve that. They're you didn't ask their advice. You just told them what you were going to do. And we have seen a lot that people do that and think that they've like invited counsel in. Yeah. And I'm just like that's not inviting counsel. In. Telling someone your plans is not inviting counsel. In. And if you're dealing with healthy people, they're not going to want to manipulate you yeah. or feel like they're mm-hmm. controlling you. So it's like, listen, if that's your plan, then. Go for it. But mm-hmm. it, it does. It comes off totally different when people open the door for mm-hmm. this is what I'm considering or this is what I feel like the Lord might be speaking to me. You know, I'd like your help in discerning uh, the wisdom in it or the timeline of it mm-hmm. or, or you know, the, the practicality of it. I mean, I think about um, people like getting married and looking for a spouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, listen, 
don't run off and just marry the first guy you meet or or you know marry the first girl who likes you or like mm-hmm. there there needs to be an establishment of character and and there needs to be to some extent uh, wise people in your life that are like, hey, this seems good to us. Mm-hmm. This, this seems like we had couples and marriages mm-hmm. and voices and we did premarital counseling. I mean, th- but this is why people don't do premarital counseling because they right. don't want people's opinion. They don't mm-hmm. want to submit to what someone else has to say and open their heart up to blind spots and listen. Mm-hmm. They just want to pay the price later for making a decision in a hurry or, you know, a, a catastrophe of ending in divorce or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we've got to humble ourselves and and seek the Lord and and seek wise counsel from wise people because we don't want to do what seems good to us. We want to please God and we're trusting that he's speaking to us and he's also speaking through others and helping them to hear with us, not for us. This is not manipulation mm-hmm. and blind, blind guides of the blind. This is hearing and obeying and being faithful to do that. Yeah, for sure. That's all so good. I am on a different side than Paul of this is something that I have struggled with. <laughs> he's able to really speak to it because he's had to walk through it with me. Um, I mean, seriously, it is pretty hilarious. I mean, people will like say just like horrible, untrue, accusatory things about <laughs> us or our father's house. And I'm like devastated and in my feelings. And he's like, just move on. What does it matter? And I'm like, we are not the same person, Paul. I can't do that. I, mean, <laughs> I have I, to I, work through it. <laughs> I just just got a letter from somebody oh. that I haven't talked to in years that took the time to write and whatever. And, you know, Taylor was like, are you, like, does that bother you at all? Like, are you, because they were like re- rebuking me and calling me to repentance for challenging the American church. And, you know, it was like, um... No. <laughs> but, I don't yeah, understand. No. I actually thought it was funny, but I know you it bothers you. So, you know, well, it, I just think it's a strength of conviction. And it's, you know. It's you, also different personality types. Fair. I will, I will grant you. It's okay. Yes, I will grant you that. Because if you don't stay in the spirit, you can run people over. Absolutely. I will truck stick you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Get, so get, we have to know our strength. Get and on board or get out of when, the way. The Holy Ghost train woo woo is coming through. I, yeah, you're right. So when we're talking about not caring what people think, it sounds like a strength. But when we're talking about yeah, anyway. So Paul and I are very different. So you're getting two perspectives in this podcast. Paul's like, forget what everyone thinks. Let's please the Lord and let's, you know, if you're not on board, get off board. I don't care if we're moving forward. I do think a healthy <laughs> baptism in the criticism of people yeah. um, can really knock this stuff off of you, which yeah. can be painful. But, um, you know, if if uh, if you live for the praise of man, then you die by their criticism. Yes. I think that's what yeah. Bill Johnson said. Maybe it was him. But, you know, you, you don't want to live for people's approval and praise because mm-hmm. uh, you'll die by their criticisms. And, again, if you're going to be a leader or you're aiming or you believe God's called you to some form of leadership in your life, which to some extent he's called every believer to leadership because you're supposed to lead the world to Jesus. Yes. Um, 
yeah, you, you, you're going to be criticized. You're going to be misunderstood, um, you know, wrapped up in the fear of man is the fear of being misunderstood. And we want everybody to like us. And it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I think that's like just takes us right into the next part. We in First Peter 2, 23, um, it says, when they hurled their insults at him, speaking of Jesus, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And I think this is so, so, so huge that we learn to entrust ourselves to the Lord and trust our reputations and trust all these things. You know, I, guys, we idolize our reputation and we get spiritual with it. And we think like, oh, well, I represent Christ. So what my reputation is matters. Okay. It is really easy to make things sound spiritual that are not at all because the Bible doesn't say that. (laughs) The Bible doesn't say make sure everyone likes you and you have a good reputation so they can follow Jesus. It actually says woe to you if everyone speaks well of you. You know, so we... Do you have something to say? Yeah, yeah, but preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. (laughs) Uh, You're going to have to use words. You're just going to be such a nice glowing person that people are going to go, wow, you are so mild and pleasant. Uh, that's, That's a fairy tale. Yeah. People need the truth. People yeah. need to hear the truth. They need you to articulate the gospel. Yeah, preach the gospel with your lifestyle, but also make sure with your lips that the confession of your lips matches your lifestyle mm-hmm. and that there's real strength because conviction intimidates people. Yeah. When, when you have things you don't do and you won't entertain and places you won't go and things mm-hmm. you won't drink or eat or listen to because the living God has made his home inside of you, that threatens people's independence and rebellious heart and sense of autonomy and I'm going to do my own thing and ask God to bless it and all of that. And it's like, you know, we've got to get set free from worrying about what people think because Jesus said, woe to you if all men speak well of you. Why would the Lord Jesus um, bless us when we're reviled and when we're persecuted if that wasn't his expectation. Wow. And actually in First Peter 4, it says that the spirit of, of glory rests upon you when you are reviled. So in the verses prior to that, it says, don't be surprised by the fiery trial that's come upon you. Yeah. It's come upon As you for your testing. Strange right, yeah. Happening. Like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah. I, I live for the Lord and not everybody likes me. And it's like, you're following the crucified man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a young person who has actually never attended a service ever at our father's house but gets anonymously on all of the town chatter pages and bashes our father's house and praise the lord and says it's a cult and says thank you keep they going they were ran out of the church and all this i mean just like slanders paul slanders the church and um you know people get on there and are like i'm so sorry that happened to you again this person has literally never come <laughs> to the church and you know in my flesh i'm like like we have to tell the truth and get on there you know it's like it not only is this someone speaking badly it's lies it's not even true right and then i read this verse 
<laughs> of instead he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And I'm like, so I went from being accused to repenting. What? <laughs> We're being accused and I end up repenting to the Lord because I don't trust him enough to defend us. To defend us. Yeah, yeah. I want to defend myself and I want people to know the truth and I want to come up in that town chatter page. Step up and, in your stuff. And then, you know, tell the truth and, you know, because it's not, it's not cute, the whole story. Like, mm-hmm. it's bad. So it's like, anyway, like the exposure would be really bad for this person. But I'm like, the Lord would never allow me to do that, nor would I want to. I would not want to expose someone publicly at all. That's not in my heart. But I want our Father's house to be viewed in the right light. And I'm like, Lord, people are going to see that and they're not going to, you know, know you. And this gives a bad name for just local churches in general. And this is, this looks so bad for you. (laughs) The Lord's like, uh, you're going to be okay. <laughs> my ways have been unpopular since the Garden of Eden and they killed my son. <laughs> yeah, really. So then, so we're recognizing like we are going to be persecuted, insulted, all these things. And we do not defend ourselves because we trust that the Lord is our defender. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Mm-hmm. I will fight for you. You know, this is yeah. all through the scriptures. But then also recognizing that our battles are not against flesh and blood that's right that we are battling principalities and spirits and that it looks like flesh and blood thus why the scripture says that Mm -hmm. but that's not what we're battling and warring against and so you know having spiritual eyes enough to see that um you know the enemy is using that person's uncrucified flesh and open doors the enemy to attack the body of christ but it's not them It's not really them. It's the enemy. And, uh, you know, instead of getting mad at people when they come after us, let it be fuel towards your anger towards the devil. And like, well, I'm going to pull as many people from the pit of hell as I can before I leave this world because I'm on a revenge uh, run <laughs> yeah. against the devil. Yeah. So when, when I think of sharing in the sufferings of Christ, um, I, I think probably two of the most profound ways that we do that is betrayal mm. and false accusation that those really cut us deeply. Yeah. And I know Taylor that we've experienced both to some measure, mm-hmm. certainly not as much as others. Um, but it's painful. Yeah. And it hurts. And so um, Jesus's love for Judas gets me. I can't. Um, that he calls him friend yeah. in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, being betrayed, you know, do what you came here for. He gives him the kiss and, you know, sets him up. I, I just, I'm like, oh, Lord. Like, it, it, it moves me mm-hmm. because betrayal and, and actually loving our enemies is really hard. And it takes the Spirit of God to do that. But then also false accusation that Jesus endured an immense yes. amount. Yeah. Actually, every accusation against him would have been false because sure. he was the perfect man. Mm-hmm. So if Jesus got accused in perfection, what do you think is going to happen to us who are right. flawed? And that actually... Actually, we should, in some ways, I'm not saying go into a swirl over accusation, but it's like the one that was accusing King David and hurling insults. And he was like, hey, leave him alone, lest the Lord send him, lest there be some truth in what is said. I think we can weigh 
what people say before the mm-hmm. Lord and not get all tripped up over it. That way we're mm-hmm. listening and we're maintaining a, a tender heart. But that false accusation piece, right, while being reviled, he didn't revile in return. Mm-hmm. He entrusts himself to the one who judges righteously, who, who knows yes. the truth. And, um, you know, I, I think that false accusation uh, is really painful, and but it's a way that we share in the sufferings of Jesus. And, and yeah. you might be surprised to know that in the midst of betrayal or false accusation or that pain, that the Lord draws really near and he comes really close. And there's a sense of his presence and his nearness that will sustain you mm-hmm. and guide you through. You know, I've said that false accusation it kind of feels like um like getting arrested for shoplifting with the receipt in your pocket and like you you paid for it and you can prove it and the lord's like you know will you leave the receipt in your pocket and leave that to me like mm-hmm. like don't try to prove people wrong don't set out to you know shut the shut up the critics and the naysayers just let them talk Mm-hmm. And you just keep serving God because really what happens is it's a distraction mm-hmm. and all the emotional energy that you would invest in trying to dispute and refute their claims, that's the trap of the enemy. That That's where he pulls you in and that's where he wins. That's where he gets to you is if you start responding and you start, you know, I mean, honestly, I felt like I saw this in like Donald Trump's presidency, like just shut up and just, and this isn't political, but it's like, just as an example, he just wanted to respond to everybody and just, you know, like have a, a, a cutting comment for every person. And it's like, dude, just be the president. So like for you, you just be yourself. You, you be humble, you be faithful, recognize that this stuff comes with the territory and make sure you're serving God and not people. Yeah. So I know earlier in the episode, we said that you would you would just move on quickly. And like when people would see say things, it's like, oh, let's just move on. I just want to bring some clarity to that. That was in regards to people that we don't have relationship with Correct. that like attack us randomly online. That yeah. it's like, what? Like, this is you. Okay. Like, might it, like if, yeah. Too if, much time on your hands or something to be attacking people you barely know. Like we might be acquaintances, but we don't really know them. But when betrayal has come at a deep and personal level, it has taken a lot of time, yep. a lot of counseling, a lot of processing, yep. a lot of, you know, work with the Holy Spirit to work through those things. Yep. So if you have been rejected or betrayed at a deep level, you're not going to be able to just say, oh, whatever, forget it, move on. Like, I'm, ju- I'm just going to please the Lord and walk forward. Like, that's not what the Lord is asking of you because it's going to be a hang up in your life and it's going to surface in different ways, whether it surfaced through you don't trust people deeply anymore or you hold people at arm's distance or you have episodes of rage or you have all the, you know, you start having secrets. It will come up. It's going to come out if you don't allow the Lord to really deeply heal your heart where you've been wounded by people. That's good. So preach it girl. We fear God and we don't fear man, but that doesn't mean that people don't hurt us. And it doesn't mean that we don't have to work through those things. So we really, really, really believe in the marriage of, you know, Holy Spirit ministry. He can deliver you in a moment and also he can deliver you through counseling. Yes. And he can bring forth 
heart healing and a lot of fruit through you being diligent to invite him into the process and invite him into the deep crevices of your heart. So good, y'all. Thank you for listening to Bible Revival Podcast with Paul and Taylor. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, share this with a friend. We appreciate all the feedback, all the encouragement really helps and uh, keeps us going. We love y'all and pray that this is a blessing and that God would set the people pleasers free. Amen.